What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. As always, I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house. Coming at you with Motivation Monday. If you are new to our podcast, this is just a time where we answer your questions submitted to us over Instagram, share our favorite quote of the week, share a client who's just done incredibly well, and try to impart some of the wisdom and secrets that's really generated amazing transformation for them so we can make that happen for you you know obviously learning from other people is such an important thing right obviously through these quotes through this transformation and then you know what a great way to just answer questions that are relevant and that are on everyone's mind so and we want to do it you know kind of laid back provide some motivation you know provide some laughs you know so sit back enjoy grab a coffee and we're going to jump right into it with coach kg's quote let's get it so yeah my quote for this week and i heard it from a podcast uh, ed mylett uh, i always recommend him he's one of the you know top podcasters at least for like mindset that i really uh, really like he said in it change is 50 percent mental and 50 percent environmental And I thought that was pretty cool because he kind of got a little rhyme going there. And it just like reminded me that, um, you know, when it comes to change, especially within the new year, I know a lot of people are trying to change and make these different habits and stuff. And, you know, I love how he kind of broke it down like very well. Um, I always talk about mindset and I think, you know, a lot of it comes down to the the mindset and just like the mentality that you have. But then I loved how he just really included the other 50% being environmental. And that just really reminds me of like, you know, this year, like uh, we always talk about the circle of of five and, you know, the power of um, what's that? uh, term that we use the the you're the closest uh friends rule that you have. of five yeah the rule of five that's what i was looking for and i loved how he said 50 percent environmental right so um you know who you surround yourself with and just you know kind of the actions that you take around that um definitely makes such a big difference so yeah once again change is 50 percent mental and 50 percent environmental yeah, I think that's pretty awesome. You know, the environment you're in is so important. And, you know, very often even we we talk a lot about organizing and optimizing your environment, right? You know, even something as little as making your bed, right? When you make your bed first thing in the morning, you're saying, I'm going to get stuff done. And when you go to bed at night, you can just jump in there. You know, you don't have, oh, I got to make it all nice. Or, you know, you sleep with one cover over your leg, one off, and you're uncomfortable the entire night, right? And even your workspace, like, is your workspace optimized? You know where everything is. You're, if you have a home gym, same thing. Like, do you have the space to perform the movements you want to perform or are you making it unnecessarily difficult to yourself so i think that was pretty cool and i think that's a really great quote ed Milet is definitely a beast um we're going to jump into mine and i think this is really applicable being that it is a new year hopefully everyone is still cooking with those goals and staying strong you know usually this is about where people start to fall off but obviously if you're listening to this podcast you're ahead of everyone else and we're confident you can keep doing this and this quote is definitely something to keep in the back of your mind because it is going to help you keep powering through and the quote is that motivation gets you started good habits keep you going it's like brushing your teeth or showering i just do it and i just do that about my entire life and this wasn't so much a quote as it was something well i guess it is something someone said in a motivational video but even just the start motivation gets you started good habits keep you going right so use the motivation you have right now it's the start of the year it's new it's novel it's exciting right but by continuing to make it a habit it that's what's going to keep you going like we've spoken before you know for me i just know i want to be a healthy person so i make sure to fill my life with healthy good foods and you know i've just at first it wasn't easy like choosing that oatmeal over like a bagel with cream cheese or something in the morning uh with the oatmeal with protein powder and whatnot but you know i just really made it something i got used to it's become a habit and now it's a easy activity i have to put no thought into what i'm eating in the breakfast i know i'm getting good foods and that's like most of my diet in general right and same with going to the gym like i know working out five times a week is what's best for me i like two days to recover 
whatever. It's where I feel optimal. So I really make sure to plan it out and I can be flexible with those rest days. You know, today I wasn't able to make it out to the gym on time. Um, Kyle was feeling beat up, so he didn't make it out to the gym either. That's totally okay. It's Wednesday for us right now. Obviously, it's Motivation Monday, I know, but we have to record them to upload them. But we still have lots of time to still finish up our workouts. We've already got two in. I can be flexible and get three more, right? And that's what's so important too. So use that motivation, but just make things a habit. It's going to make it that much easier. And if you can do this even past your fitness with your life, make it a habit to be good to other people, to you know spend time listening to audiobooks and podcasts and reading books and improving your knowledge and experiences. And you're just going to be in such a great place. Dude, so well said. And, you know, even just kind of like working off that, I guess I'll jump into my thoughts because um, you got me thinking about a, a story that I created actually on this morning, just talking about how, you know, just active rest days are super important and whatnot. And I shared um, four of my top principles that I think a lot of people can learn from. So, you know, once again, just feeling super beat up. And I was just like, you know what, I'm going to take a rest day. Um, so I went for a four kilometer walk. So an active rest day, uh, with my dog, it took about an hour, which was great. And it just left me feeling so good. But, um, you know, the four biggest things that I, I like to talk about for active rest days is, um, I don't feel guilty when I take one. Um, and like Josh said, like there's still a lot more time in the week. So I'll still make sure to get my four to five strength training workouts, do all my cardio. Um, but just today to take that break and then reset tomorrow is what my body needs and what everything needs just for me to feel really good. Um, the second thing is just eating around the same amount of calories. And that's where a lot of people will kind of just try to calculate this stuff and make things so confusing. They're like, Oh, if I don't move as much today, I'm going to eat like 500 less. And then tomorrow I'll have 600 more. And then they just start doing all these like random things that just make it way more complicated than it should be. The next thing is just going for a long walk. Like I said, um, you know, I personally feel way better when I get out there, move my legs, um, you know, just even get out in nature and just, uh, you know, even after, after leg day, a lot of people think that sitting down and doing nothing will make them feel better. But I find when you can actually just go and move and stretch them all out, it helps you recover faster as well and just feel a lot better. And then the last thing is just an extra mobility session. So 15 to 20 minutes I'll be doing, um, just probably following a YouTube video or limber 11, which is like a good, um, YouTube video that you can watch that uh, takes about 10 to 15 minutes that really helps your hips and other lower um, lower body parts um, just you know feel nice and recovered so yeah just working off of what Josh said those are my to- uh, top four principles that I think can help some people out for sure absolutely that's huge uh any weekly thoughts recommendations no that was the only thing that was on my head i was just like i just really want people to not feel guilty when this happens like it's one thing to like always be skipping the gym like i even said in my story that i think like a lot of like results comes from like like recovering enough but not like not spending too much time like resting enough but not too much rest if that makes sense right so as long as at the end of the week you can say hey i've got my workouts in i did my cardio i did my stretching like that's what's most important so i just think a lot of people especially some clients that i have they're like they feel guilty if they're like hey like i always go to the gym on like a tuesday or wednesday i couldn't make it like i feel bad or like you know i just needed to take a rest day but i'm like hey listen there's still like look at it as like a weekly perspective instead of a daily perspective and i think that's where you'll see better results because there's no point in feeling guilty and i know a lot of people have that like that issue where they're just like oh man like it wasn't perfect i feel so bad like you know what do i do and they they stress themselves out right so that's the only really the only message that i really had on the top of my head for today yeah that's absolutely awesome uh for me you know i started watching a few more like 
you know, there's some documentaries I like that really like fire me up. And I saw recently um, 14 Peaks. Yeah, 14 Peaks, nothing is impossible. And I thought it was just pretty good. You know, it's this guy who basically set out to climb the 14 tallest peaks in the world within only seven months when the previous record was like 12 or 14 years or something like that. But um, it was pretty good. I just really loved the guy's attitude to everything. Everyone said it was impossible. You know, it was just unlikely that a guy from Nepal would be able to do it or that people would appreciate as much as someone who did it from like any Eastern European country. But, you know, his whole thing, like, uh, you know, he, what did he call it again? Mission possible or something? Yeah, mission impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Mission. Or no, mission, mission possible. Or I, something like that. It was, some, I think mission possible is that yeah. show, right? Isn't it? Kim possible. I'm thinking of, oh man. Oh no. Anyways, it was just so cool. And nothing um, is impossible. That's what? what it says. 14 peaks. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. I like but that. It was project possible. Project possible. There we go. But I love the attitude of he called it project possible because everyone said, no way. You're not going to get the funding. It's unrealistic. But this is just a guy who's just a beast. And you know what I liked about him too is a lot of people I think will do these crazy feats to like say, look how good I am. Look how tough I am. But even like, I don't want to spoil the documentary, but he would inconvenience himself to help others, which I thought was so cool. And his whole vision for doing it was to inspire other people, What I thought, which I thought was incredible, right? Because obviously it feels so good to do something for yourself, but even for me as a coach um, and a fitness influencer, if you will, like it's just so nice to know I can encourage other people and I can be a mechanism to help other people figure it out because you know that's the reason me and Kyle started. We both believe that everyone deserved to be fit, healthy, and happy. And we obviously, as someone who really made it the core of our life, found it to be like something that doesn't need to be as hard as people make it and it's hard when it's not your everything and it's not your prime focus but um you know it's just it definitely is really encouraging to see that and i've really ha loved having the opportunity to help other people and where i'm going with this is you know even you you might say oh i'm not a super fit person i only go to the gym three times a week and i've only lost 10 pounds it's like whoa hold the phone you know like you could be big inspiration to someone else you could influence your partner your family your friends some random person at the gym right like it's it's just it is really cool to know that you know we're all in this together and that our actions and our efforts and you know by you working on yourself you can help other people become better so i just think that's a really great motivational factor as well right like you're not just doing it for yourself you're doing it for other people all the time i'll get people who are like you know i want to be able to play with my kids when i'm 60 and i need to change that now if i want to be able to do that or i want to be around to see you know the one guy ed Milet that kyle actually brought up he mentioned how his biggest motivator um he wasn't living a healthy lifestyle he's a lot of bad things and his doctor said uh do you want to watch your daughter get married and he's like of course and he's like well you're not going to be you're going to be dead and he's like oh my it, like it made him so mad he said but it motivated him so much so every day he said when he doesn't want to work out he doesn't want to make the healthy choice he just pictures himself missing that opportunity and it's a little bit intense but it is really true right and like it's just it's a good motivator and it's just kind of a cool thing i thought and when you can even find content that inspires you that's a huge tool you can uh use like a lot of time people will say how can I get motivated how can I get fired up and it's different for everyone but a lot of time my clients are like hey you know, I stopped listening to your podcast for a few weeks. I just got busy. I started listening again. And for some reason, it was easier to do all my workouts and crush all my nutrition. I'm like, of course, like, you know, listening to myself and Kyle, maybe 30, 40 minutes a week, is just gonna be that extra boost and that extra encouragement for you to really make this a forefront thing, right? We talked about visualization a lot. And just what's on your mind is what you'll kind of seem to find. And if you're surrounding yourself with motivational things and uplifting things and uplifting content, documentaries, reading, uh, audio, friendships, you know, and 
experiences, you're just going to feel that much better. Like even me, like Kyle said, if I'm sitting around and doing nothing, I feel more inclined to keep doing nothing and to make bad choices. But when I'm out living healthy, eating good foods, you know, trying new activities like snowboarding, like I just want to keep that ball rolling and momentum is so powerful. So I know that took a lot of different terms, turns, but hopefully that was helpful. Yeah, I, I love that. Even, uh, yeah, just like one other thing I was thinking is, um, you know, just, uh, as I was on my walk this morning for an hour, I just, all I was doing, so I've been kind of like really spending a lot of time. And I think a lot of people can benefit from this stuff is just like trying to be present. Um, I know I always like circle back to this every couple episodes. Cause I feel like it's like one of the biggest things I struggle with. So all I was thinking about was just, um, you know, like what I was going to be doing Friday, who I was going to see Thursday, what time I was going to snowboard with my buddies on Thursday and just all this other stuff. And I just like, uh, basically there was like a practice in a book that I read, um, when I went away for this past weekend, it's like a, a mindfulness book. And they said, spend five minutes just looking at like nothing and just focused on that thing. So I was sitting in front of a fire for five minutes and I was just like spending like like my entire, my whole willpower just focusing on that. And I thought that was like such a crazy thing. Cause I was like, I, I just, I, I couldn't really do it. But, um, the reason I'm bringing this up is just cause I know a lot of people struggle with this. So even as I was walking, I was just like trying to like be in the moment, look at the sticks, look at the trees, look at my dog, you know, and just like, instead of thinking like, cause our brain thinks, I think like, I don't know what the exact statistic was. It was like maybe like 20,000 thoughts a day, 15,000 or something like that. And when you actually think about it, it's like just pretty insane how it can like really, I guess you could say like affect us from being sometimes like overall happy as well because we're not actually present I find when we're present we can become more happy and appreciate the smaller things in front of us but anyways that's another thing I was on the top of my head but I'm gonna just jump into um, the shout out as well so you guys can see his name's Rykan. Um, we shouted out his uh, wife, uh, Kara, um, for her eight-week transformation a couple weeks ago, and she's done some incredible things, but now it's time to shout him out. So um, the craziest thing is we've been working together 14 weeks. Um, you know, the, I, I work with the both of them. He's lost 27 pounds in those 14 weeks, and the biggest thing that I really appreciate um, above all about, like, his statistics, you know, obviously his work ethic and his wife's work ethic is, like, insane, um, but 6.5 inches off the waist, which is, like, absolutely amazing, and they're only getting better. Right, you know, they've obviously committed um, for the first 90 day phase, and they actually wanted to both do another additional um, six months each, which is incredible. And that's why I love just you know, when people a lot of times people get great success, they keep it and and you know, for a limited amount of time. And then when they lose accountability, I've always said sometimes when you lose accountability, not always, but you do become weak. And I firmly believe that, but they're just like, hey, we're gonna keep investing in ourselves, and it's only gonna get better, right? You know, different goals within like wedding events coming up this year. Um, and it's just incredible to see, like, you know, just the consistency. Um, I think there's like one missed day on the spreadsheet in 14 weeks, um, which was, I think that was Christmas or something. Um, but regardless, it's just so incredible to see like when you put in the work, when you trust the process, when you hire someone who cares and when you actually stay consistent day in and day out, like you guys can see the transformation. I believe his photos are actually 12 weeks old. So it's just amazing to see and uh, shout out to both of you. Um, you guys are crushing. It. I can't wait to be part of your journey for the rest of 2022 and beyond. Let's freaking get it. All right, let's jump into questions. If you want to submit a question to us, uh, you can hit us up on Instagram. Our Instagram is at ColossusFit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. Uh, we post a lot of cool content there, obviously some transformations. Uh, we'll post um, actual entire kind of write-ups of the Thursday episodes because they're really like kind of jot note and power punchy, and I know a lot of people want notes. Uh, so you can go ahead and generate or see those there. Lots of great reels, many stories, like many podcasts, if you will. So there's 
there's a lot of great content to be had on our Instagram. And if you've been putting it off, now is the time to hit us with that follow at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. You can also ask questions there, apply for coaching, all that great stuff, uh, and get direct access to me and Coach KG. Um, but for the first question, we have top tips to begin meditating. I've just been wanting to get into it for a while now, and I've been struggling with consistently doing it. I almost feel like it's a failure. Um, so I know Kyle has some really good tips, but I'll give my biggest one. And my biggest one was, I think I used to look at meditation um, like very, uh, like, I can't think of the word. Well, I used to just think of it as one thing and one thing only. And that's pretty much 10 minutes of silence of me trying to breathe and like shut out thoughts, right? But I realized that it can be a lot of different things and meditation can take a lot of different practices. And I forget who I was listening to, but one meditation teacher said, it's a little bit of a controversial um, uh, you know, output, but I mentioned it before, but he said that even if you take one deliberate breath for the sake of taking that breath and being calm and being uh, aware and alert and present, that is meditation and that is the start of a practice and that helped me a lot too because some days I don't want to do 10 minutes I'd say most days I don't want to do 10 minutes but every day I can do at least four minutes and there's different types of meditation there's you could do Wim Hof you could do that traditional you could do um, there's one called like loving kindness and gratitude that's really cool you put your hand on your heart and you think of what you're uh, grateful for and you even think of how grateful you are that your heart works and like it's pretty interesting and it does sound a little bit like woo woo but it does make me feel pretty good but for me I really like the box breathing technique i find it's really easy i don't have to do any crazy mindful thinking and that is you know four seconds in four second hold four second out four second hold so it's like a box this is popular with the navy seals it's really easy and i'll do it for about four minutes and i find it's a really great way for me to clear my head and it's a very clear objective with those four second holds um but yeah those are some of the main things i found and i found just having some type of doing it even if it's less conventional as being beneficial and the sauna I'll just take some breaths and try and do it and I won't time myself sometimes timing yourself is what makes it harder people struggle with that 10 minutes or whatever it may be or 20 minutes and just starting small you know make a habit of doing it every day and I'm sure you can start to say you know maybe I want to do more of this and some days I have more time and I do want to do more some days I don't but that's how I've kind of integrated into my life. Dude, that was so well said. I'm really glad you brought that up. I just remember like, uh, I think it was actually Bedros, this one guy that I've listened to in the past where he said that he used to like really struggle and, and realize that like, you know, just too many people are like really hard on themselves because like some meditation practices, they say that you need to get rid of every single thought. And like, as I was talking about, like being present this morning, um, the goal is to not like be hard on yourself when, when thoughts arise, cause it is going to take place. And I like, the issue is there's just so many different ways to do it. And there's some people who can like do it well and get rid of like the thoughts and just focus on like being present. And there's some people who just like simply focusing on the breath is the best they can do. And that's still going to leave you feeling really good. Um, so like my biggest tip is just not like, don't stress being perfect, right? Like I just remember I used to try for 10 minutes and then every single time, like I would just start thinking about something and then I would just be like, wow, like I can't, I'm so bad at this. Like I know a lot of people say that they're horrible at meditating and stuff. And once I started to do like even Wim Hof, which was instead of like getting rid of every thought, it was actually just focusing on the breath. Um, that alone, that mindset change of like getting rid of everything and actually just focusing on, on being present and the, and the breath that allowed me to feel like more successful, which made me enjoy it a little bit more as well. The number two, wait, even before you jump into that, like one thing to add that I loved, I saw this actually yesterday. It was just a talk of uh, the guy from Prison Break and uh, adding on to what Kyle said, even of that thought of like, oh, I'm bad at this or whatever. 
uh, this is like more of a thought, but I thought it was so interesting. He said that whenever he really messed up in life, he would like say out loud, like, you idiot, you're such a screw up, you did this horrible, you did all these things, right? And he would say, if he said any of those things to his friends, they wouldn't be his friend very long. So he said, instead, you need to be careful too that you're friendly to yourself and understanding with yourself because if any of his friends did that, he would have solutions for them and he would say, it's okay, like you're human. But with himself, he would be so hard and so difficult. And like you really need to start by even being careful that you're using language that is healthy uh, to yourself because if your friends wouldn't like you for the language you use to them, you're not gonna like yourself if you use that self-negative, hurtful language. And that could be for meditation. That's what brought this to mind. Like I suck at meditation. You're so bad at this. You're your brain's a mess you got a million thoughts like same with fitness i'm not good at it a little bit of a sidebar but i just thought that was cool and i'm kind of that kind of reminded me of that no it's so true and it's like you know just even like the the words you use is like so powerful right i just i always like in check-ins like hey like i suck at this i'm like no you don't like trust me you'll be good let's just you know reframe that mindset but that was um that was very well said and even just like uh, one other thing was like i like how josh said sometimes the timer can mess you up is like you're just starting with smaller intervals there's some days i just do five minutes like i know some people like will hear like oh i have to do it for 20 minutes or like like that's excessive like i don't think i've ever done 20 um i usually do five to ten day to day depending on what i can fit in and just what i'm feeling and a lot of it comes down to just listening to your body and just, not even listening to your body but just like seeing like what you need in order to like just start the day so like I'll do you know sometimes five minutes sometimes 10 if I'm just like really overwhelmed and I just need a bit of extra time and then the last thing that I'm really passionate about is just adding it in other ways right so you know, this morning, um, as I said, I went for that hour long walk. I didn't go home and meditate afterwards because I already went for the walk in complete silence in, um, in nature. And so I spent um, a couple of minutes just doing some deep breathing and just trying to be present. So that alone, like you can practice that a lot, like whether it's the shower, whether it's like, you know, if you happen to take cold showers, I do it there. Um, a lot of times people think they always need to be sitting down and just doing it. But I find that even if you're breathing, like on the Apple watch, there's that like one minute, um, breathing app. And you could literally just, as you're driving somewhere, if you're a little stressed, or if you're just needing a little bit of, um, you know, just guidance within the breath and just like, uh, you know, relax, relaxation, you could just do one minute and that alone will leave you feeling so much better. So yeah, hopefully that helps. Like, I just think it's one of the greatest habits you can add in. And a lot of people have been asking me, um, th- these past few weeks in my client check-in. So I really wanted to address this and help some people out today. Awesome. What's the next question? Um, and then the next question is, uh, let me see here. So I got asked and I'm curious to see what your thoughts are in this. So, um, some people had asked like, what are your new year's goals and resolutions? Um, I'm going to start with one of my biggest things. Like we literally, um, when we sat down, like our biggest objective is to help as many people as physically possible. Um, and you know, not to talk about ourselves too much here, but like, you know, I thought it was interesting. One of my clients was like, Hey, like you always ask about our goals and our resolutions. Like what's one of yours. And, uh, when we sat down planning the entire year, our goal is to structure a way to help as many people. We're going to be bringing on new coaches to help, um, different clients, coach Armando's, um, been helping so many different uh, clients, um, and help you literally transform so many different people this year as well. Like our biggest goal is just to help once again, within two years, I'd say about 10,000 people one-on-one, which is going to have, um, we're going to have to grow a lot. We're going to have to just keep staying consistent with the content, keep, you know, just generating all these amazing new spreadsheets. And like, that's our biggest thing. Um, personally, I would say is just to be able to say I'm the healthiest, healthiest version of myself. Now that doesn't just include having 
you know, jacked arms and, you know, the strongest deadlift in the world. Like I want to be able to say that I can run for a long amount of time. I can, you know, box jump high. I can lift a decent amount. So that encompasses a lot of things that I'm not going to go into detail here, but it's, you know, instead I, I used to set goals for fitness of just like one thing. And, and, you know, that would be to weigh a certain amount. Like I want to be 160, like and shredded, but instead I just say the best and healthiest version of myself, which encompasses a lot of different things. And for me, that's like really helpful to help me stay on track and realize that, um, there's a lot of things I need to prioritize for me to feel good and for me to feel fulfilled. So those are two of my biggest things. Like I'm not a fan of once again, like the, Hey, fresh start to the year. Like, you know, let me set like 50 million goals and like, just, you know, that's it. Like these are things I've been working on constantly, but those are two things that have been on the top of my head that I really want to prioritize and focus on this year. Yeah, those are awesome. I always like to set 10 goals for the year. Um, it's a big number, but I look at them every single day, uh, which is pretty fun. And it's something I'm really big on. Um, you know, once again, these are just 10 goals that kind of encompass, uh, like Kyle said, a lot of them are very centered around the business and helping people. The podcast growth is a big one. Um, you know, some financial goals, some personal goals, some, you know, just all different types of goals there. And, you know, just always trying to be growing and improving is the main takeaway with it. And that's kind of my, my fundamental focus and agenda within that so I thought that was definitely a really cool question but like Kyle said that's definitely our biggest thing and that's something we really want you know all to kind of come around together and to you know really just see that growth and to be able to help more people and you know especially a lot of people I know get burned from trainers that aren't good and we work really hard to continue to evolve our coaching program and prove its effectiveness. And that's why we have above a 96% success rate, which we're incredibly, incredibly proud of because, you know, we know it's hard to stick to fitness and we love being able to be a mechanism for people to succeed there. So, you know, if you'd like to learn more about that, I think Kyle's got a pretty good offer right here. Yeah. So basically, uh, you know, we realized in the DMs, uh, a lot of people have been kind of trying to get rid of the skinny fat. So we're going to answer this question in a bit, but, you know, just to let you know, we are taking on five to six people who want to get rid of skinny fat. That's essentially where you kind of feel like you're like a little skinny in some different areas. And then especially around the stomach area, you feel like you just hold a little bit more body fat. Um, that's typically just, I mean, that takes place for so many different reasons, but we want to help solve that. You know, our training is customized to help every single person in so many different unique ways, but just to learn more information, send us a message on Instagram at Colossus fit, uh, with the keyword skinny fat, um, to get started, to inquire, to learn more. And, uh, we'll have a conversation and see if you're the right fit. Uh, but we really look forward to hearing from you and uh, helping you all out. Awesome. What's the next question? So yeah, this was a really good question. Kind of working off of the whole skinny fat thing that we get asked about a lot is if I want to lose that last little bit of stubborn fat and gain muscle, should I be in a calorie deficit or surplus one strength training? Now this one, like there's so many different variables that come into play. A lot of times when we see photos from clients, that's when we can make the decision of what to actually do. So that's like the biggest thing. Um, I would say for like most people, you will probably want to be around maintenance or in a slight deficit, um, usually around a slight deficit. But the question to ask is like, which one would be more of my priority? Um, once again, there's so many different logistics that come into here. And this is where having a coach and having someone actually hold you accountable and help you out will definitely be more handy. But I'd say for the most part, um, when I ask someone, Hey, like what would be your like number one priority? Or when I look at someone's physique, I see that maybe we have a little bit more fat to lose than, than muscle to gain. I would usually put someone in a bit of a maintenance or a deficit. Um, I'd say in the rare case, uh, someone, it, sh- it just makes way more sense to have someone in more of a surplus. Um, but that's kind of like a, you know, a quick answer to, I guess you could say, 
this question, but it really comes down to um, a bunch of different factors based off of like what you really want to achieve as well. Like even as a coach, like it's always important to check in and be like, Hey, like, what is it that you're feeling? Like there's some people who feel like they just are so skinny and they're just like, man, I really need to gain muscle, but I need to lose fat. And then when you have a conversation and see that the person just really keeps wanting to gain muscle more than, um, more than, uh, lose the fat. Uh, you know, once again, we can prioritize both. This is called a body recomp, but it is important to have that like little, like thought of like which one it is that we'd like to do. Um, we're also going to put in the description as well, just like our top tips on skinny fat that we created. I think it was like five to six tips that we really um, liked as well. And I think that could help you guys out, but that's kind of like my short answer for this question. Yeah. So much goes into this question and Kyle answered it amazingly, which is awesome. And you know, very often what people think they want, it isn't always the best course of action. And that's where, you know, myself and Kyle having such a, a background and experience with it is just really beneficial. And what I'm mean by that is a lot of people say I want to gain more muscle give me more calories and I look at them and I'm like well actually you'd look bigger by us taking off a little bit of unwanted fat you know we're going to tighten up your stomach and grow muscle at the same time you can actually put on muscle in a slight deficit especially for most people that haven't been actively optimizing their training that alone will put on so much muscle and improve composition and right away you know you broaden your shoulders your chest your back your stomach gets tighter you're going to have that look that you wanted and you're not going to have that problem of just driving on, uh, you know, a ton of excess unnecessary fat. So there's very often times where I have to challenge what someone thinks they want with what they need. And that can be really beneficial too. But for most people, you know, even just with the Western diet in general, most people do generally need to be in a little bit of a deficit. I usually like to clean things up, put on some muscle, and then we can really start that reverse. Then we can drive up those calories and be in a really controlled light bulk. Uh, some people are just very lean and do need to put on weight. Um, but most people generally do actually need to be in that deficit to be in that great place where they can really optimize that process of adding on that new lean muscle and then we can grow and push from there yeah and even just like uh, adding one last little tip here as well like I love how the person said um, uh, should I be doing this whilst like while strength training like they were saying they were assuming that they were already going to be strength training just like one other bonus is like uh, you know when we get a lot of women especially I mean this works obviously for men and women but um, even women who kind of typically go from like doing just like a lot of cardio and just not doing as much like it's absolutely incredible like when we have someone in a slight deficit or like close to maintenance and they start actually strength training and doing the compounds and you know we'll start doing lower body two to three times a week and just doing the right exercises it's just absolutely incredible like that alone like despite what's happening with the calories is when you actually get on a periodized program and like stay consistent with it and actually challenge yourself it's incredible what you can accomplish like when you actually see like a lot of our clients when they actually gain muscle towards their hamstrings their quads like their glutes like you know their the, that entire area starts to grow and then because of that slight deficit slash maintenance um, or just below maintenance once again they, their stomach starts to shrink like holy crap like how can we do this it's like it seems like it's magic it seems like it's like rocket science but in fact it's just more so us having the right approaches and that's where having a coach comes in handy so anyways that was a really good question um, we got one on last the one. Next. Yeah, we got one last one here, which was a really good one as well. It was asked by the same person. Um, and uh, she had said, another question I had was, is it true that doing high intensity cardio while in a deficit will eat away at muscle? That's a good question. I actually just did some extra reading on this randomly yesterday for fun. Uh, you know, very often, like I'll skim it because it'll, you know, especially looking at like new science. And I just like to poke around and see what kind of the consensus is and past my experience and my research. And generally, it's, you know, pretty much what I've come to realize. But, you know, th this is something that's been thrown away for a long time. Um, it's, you know, don't do any excess cardio or you're going to lose all your muscle. It's going to take away muscle. And is this true? Yes and no, right? Like, are most people doing enough cardio that it's actually really 
really going to sacrifice their muscularity and their goals? Probably not. Um, most people anyways, you know, I'd say general people, they want to look good, like guys in particular, you know, want to look good. They want to have a good amount of muscle. They don't want to look like the Hulk, but they want to look like they're a little bit past athletic. They got a little bit of muscle, but they still have that lean, you know, nice looking body where you can still look good in a suit or a tank top. Uh, women, you know, usually want a little bit bigger glutes, you know, usually like nice still to look strong. Um, I find like good shoulders and a tighter waist. And, you know, for most people there, um, you could do a lot of cardio and be totally fine. If you want to be the next, you know, Mr. Olympia or, uh, you know, compete woman's physique or something, you're going to have to be a lot more critical here where you do need to be careful with excess cardio is if it takes a toll out of your strength training, right? Like most of us are pretty sedentary that we can get away with it. But past that, you know, there is also the component of mental fatigue. When we feel like we don't have a break, um, that can take a toll on us, right? Cortisol can pump up our energy can, you know, really kind of get sucked. We can feel lethargic and that's where we can be at a point of diminishing returns so you do need to really evaluate uh you know what's going on in your life and if it's a realistic amount of cardio but even me right now you know i've been rock climbing doing static cardio walking in my basement i've been snowboarding you know i've been doing playing hockey like doing all these things but i just evaluate if it's taking a toll against my goals but i also just love to do those things and right now i don't care to be the world's most jacked person ever you know i just want to be really healthy and feel great and it doesn't take away from that so it's totally fine some people are doing excessive cardio and that's something you need to evaluate but for most people high intensity cardio is a great way to effectively burn a lot of calories in a small amount of time um, but saying so if you want to be ultra safe you know doing your lists is going to be your best bet of course but it will take a lot more time like i'd probably actively have to walk for about 60 minutes to get the effect of like eight minutes of off and on sprints um and you know once again it's just two different types but i was literally just saying to kyle how low impact uh, you know walking is and how it actually is like a net positive as opposed to a net negative in terms of the impact on your body because walking has been shown to actually be healing for the body it supplies blood flow it's simple um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, monotonous movement, if you will. And it's just consistent and good on the body and can reduce cortisol and do all these great things. So um, you, you really seem to evaluate in your life. But for most people, I, I really wouldn't overthink it is what I'm getting at. On a deeper level, if you're a top tier athlete, just the same, these are things you could evaluate more. But for most people do what you like. Yeah, dude, that was so well said. And I absolutely love that. Like even just kind of working off that. Um, I think I used to believe like, oh, if someone like just starts doing a little too much, like, you know, I'm just like, I used to really despise cardio and then I've learned to love it over the past few years as I've just like expanded my knowledge and even started doing a lot more myself and just like really like beat myself up in different ways. Of course, not in a bad way, but just lots of movement. Um, but like, you know, even like Josh said, there's just very few people I'd say that are in that scenario where it's like too much, but like, you know, just to re re reiterate what he had mentioned is like, if you do notice that, like you're, you're not able to recover, you're not able to strength train enough. Like, you know, like that's going to be where it's going to really take a toll in terms of your overall physique. And then the other thing is this person had asked like okay so I'm in a deficit right so one thing I find um, important to take into consideration as especially as I do a lot of cardio myself like sports related is when I do it I always want to, like, I'm always super hungry afterwards. So I find a lot of times, um, this is a common mistake is someone will do a bit more cardio, but then they'll go over their calorie intake by quite a bit because of that hunger. So you have to kind of ask yourself, like, is this actually working against me or for me? Um, I know it feels really good to do cardio and to do the movement and all that other stuff. But if you're trying to lose weight and you're just constantly like doing that up and down, like you're trying to be in a deficit, but you can't stick to it because of how much cardio you're doing, is this actually worth it? Um, but yeah, that's pretty much like one thing I want to have everyone consider as well. But uh, that was super well said. I know Josh had a great answer for that one. 
But yeah, we'd love to help you out if you want to optimize your journey no matter your goal, you know, especially though if you're someone who feels like you're struggling, like you're not big, but you're not skinny, but you have like a little bit extra stomach fat, you know, we'd love to help people like that because it is a pretty simple fix. You know, there's just a few things we need to optimize in terms of your nutrition, your training, your accountability and your community as well as your lifestyle. And, you know, we have an amazing system to do that through the Polish Physique program, which is our coaching program. And we can definitely take on some more people. So if that interests you, DM us on Instagram at ColossusFit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T, and hit us with the message saying skinny fat so we can get that started. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It really means the world. Keep charging. Keep using that motivation to make things a habit so you can just continue on in 2022. This is your year. Stay hungry, stay motivated, and go get after it today. Peace out.